question any clouder. The, the season goes on. Oh, here with me. Uh, Rich up in Melbourne's finals. We're up in D's now. First finals match up against Melbourne. Yeah, we move on from a nice two weeks of percentage boosting, momentum building, two, two 100 points, centuries. Yeah, century wins. 102 um, points against the Gold Coast. It was an epic match. It seems like ages ago now after the bye week. Um, have, have your own opinion on, on the bye week yourself, I guess. But <laughs> it was a great way to finish off the season, Frio and Gold Coast. One was in rain, torrential rain and hail, and, and hail. one was polar opposite in the sun. But we both, it was, it was kind of Frio part two. Yeah, same ha- sort of performance. How'd you... See the, the Gold Coast match. Cats did. Oh, I mean, I, I just wanted another 100-point win and we got it. And, you know, can't mm. come into a final series any better than having two massive wins like that. I know it's probably not ideal preparation or, you know, people say you haven't played the right opposition, but you can only play against who you're against. And now we're probably coming up against the equally informed team of the competition. So Richard will be licking their lips that one of their main rivals are going to be knocked out this weekend. Oh, that's a that's a fair point. Um it, it, it's seemingly going to be a 50-50 game and that's why this is, you know, this is an elimination final. There's no second chances for this year with this one. It's, uh, it is winner takes all. The thing that did stand out for me from the, the last match was really that there weren't any, any players that stood out for any, any negative reasons at all. There were, again, same as Fremantle, 22 individual players that stood up as a collective 22, which was really, really fantastic to see. Um and and leading in from that you've no bottom six. momentum into finals no bottom six again that we don't <laughs> have to point out any player at all so thank you for for not allowing us to even delve into a bottom six category <sighs> let's get positive boys finals talk yeah so just demons Friday night MCG uh are we are we nervy are we positive Rich I mean I would have taken Sydney GWS any other team in the top eight really interstate. And Melbourne was the kind of one I would have liked to avoid early on, but we've probably got them at a good time. You know, they'll probably be very nervous, but I, I think I think they're the informed team um, with us. So I, I've I've rated Melbourne highly all year, even when they've lost. So I'm nervous. I think it's going to be a tough game, um, but I think you know with with the, with the way we've been going recently, I think and the experience in the team, I think we'll be able to run away with a win. Hopefully, mm. I think their their uh, their midfield. Is is far and away elite in the competition. So it's go again. It's going to be one in the midfield. These sorts of games are always one in the midfield when it's a fifty fifty type of evenly matched game. One in the one in the center of the ground. Um, so Abbott is going to be assuming Abbott plays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to to Joel media, Howard, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, well, the captain, then uh, Abbott is likely to play, and yeah, he he will have an important role. Well, I think this is where Chris Chris Scott's money will come come in in this this week because you know everyone's been talking the media this week about how Melbourne would have you know learnt from the two losses against us, but you know Chris Scott would have learnt that much against that game at, at Skilled Stadium, and especially how we opened up opened it up in the last quarter. I think on the bigger ground like the G, if we can get more forward entries. I think we did really well against Richmond in that game. 
Um, I think, you know, we had Tom Hawkins kick seven on Oscar, was it Oscar McDonald he played on last Oscar time? Oscar McDonald, so, yes. you know, that's hope for a similar matchup. <laughs> yeah, so if we can really, st- I reckon we can stretch their back line, which is their main weakness. So I think the key, you know, we sp- speak about um, winning the ball in the middle, that's got to be huge. But our transition out of the back line will just be as important, I think, just to get those forward entries up. Yeah, do definitely. we just try to, I guess, break even in the midfield as much as we can, given that gone obviously will smash the hit-outs department. Uh, Jack Viney returning from their midfield, Angus Brayshaw, Clayton Oliver, they've got some real quality midfield players up against there. Uh, do we just try to get as close to breaking even and then bank on the likes of Stuart Blitz to, to rebound off and, and Hendo to rebound off quick from half-back reach? Or how do we play this? Yeah, well, that's that's all that's all that's all the plan. But I suppose just nullifying Gorn as much as he can because he is an absolute superstar. He's probably the most important player in the competition for his side. So, other than Nick Nat, probably with West Coast, but Gorn is an absolute jet. So you know, Ryan Abbott's gonna have his work cut out for him if he, if he's playing. I know Selwood said he was going to, but um, you never know. You know, Geelong have made lots of funny changes throughout the year. We could even go in. I've heard Blitz is kind of. Go in and play in the ruck, and you know, put Harry Taylor down back. But I don't buy into all that. I think it's just all about nullifying Max Gorn, especially up forward. Mm. I, th- I think it's too it's too late to make uh, drastic changes yeah, exactly. at this stage of the I agree. year. It's yeah, it'd be very irresponsible. So, having said that, are we confident? Are we happy to make no changes at all? Yeah, there'll from be no changes. Our lineup against Gold Coast. Yeah, no, there'll be there won't be any changes. I wouldn't think this week. Um, you know, Big Sav played in the VFL. He's definitely playing in the VFL again this week. Yeah, and I wouldn't, th- I wouldn't yep. think anyone, especially off last week's performance in the final, which we'll get get to later. Um, I don't mm. think anyone from that team is going to come in unless Tom Atkins was eligible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if only, yeah. <laughs> he'd be handy in a game such as this. Yeah, tackling machine. He had eleven tackles on the weekend. Eleven tackles. <laughs> Eddie Borg says we need another tour to combat gone. Is Reese over his injury so we can stretch their defence and tag team Gone in the ruck with Abbott? Gone is our biggest problem to overcome. Gone is a huge problem. But playing two ruckmen or one. I, I don't think we can at this stage. We haven't done it since Big Sav got injured. Uh, you can't throw in. Uh, if Reese is fit, he'll play over Abbott. If he isn't, then Abbott will play. I think it's as simple as that. Is it, my, uh, I don't think making uh, Stanley's going to be risked this week. We don't want to risk another, you know, Hawthorne incident. And I think he's probably another week away. So should we win? I think you'll see him back in the semi-final. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we haven't. We pointed out, I guess, that the centre half forward is a position we ha- we haven't really had a big tall centre half forward playing for us this season since. Sav's injured, but last couple of weeks, Scott Selwood up forward, a few different tactical changes, Cole Jasney and Stewart being pushed up more. Um, you see Hendo racking up like 20 disposals two weeks in a row, and mm-hmm. you just wonder, well, but his use of the ball is, is amazing. Do we really need a, a tall centre-half forward? I don't think we do. We've got, well, we've got, we, we've just got the, the luxury of putting blokes like Dangerfield and Kelly forward, and they, they just can kick mm-hmm. goals when they're down there, so I think... If if the rest of that you know the lower echelon of the of that midfield you know Manigal is a superstar, um, Mitch Duncan we know what we get from those kind of guys. If they just play an absolute top game as we expect them to to play, we have the luxury of putting Gary Ablett forward, putting Dangerfield forward, and you know really just stretching teams as far as um, attacking goes. Yeah, Gaz started up at full forward sure. at Gold Coast. He started up at full forward. So it, exactly as you point out, there will be a 
danger up forward at times, Gaz up forward at times, as we've seen this season. And it's good to see Murdoch they, hit the scoreboard as well against uh, Gold Coast. Definitely. Yeah, I, think he, I think he could be, you know, a, a, he's seemingly an underused forward, a lead-up type or one-on-one type in the forward 50. And it's, I think the G would he, suit Murdoch. And it's going to be the guys, you know, like Parfit, like... Um, uh, who are we talking about? Geordie uh, uh, Murdoch. They're going to be the guys that win you those games because you know you're going to get. You, you know you're going to get from that. You know your top 10, 15 players. It's those those bottom six as we speak about every week that you know win the games. And someone like Murdoch, I think, has the flair and ability to, you know, can break games open. Just that he hasn't ever found that consistency. But you know his leg speed mm. allows him to kind of get forward and get creative. Yeah, he, he's done it before in in, in big games. Um, I distinctly remember him uh, having a big impact in a Hawthorne game um, and kicking, uh, I think it was three goals and probably up to that point having his career best performance and winning us the game off his own boots. So he's he's definitely capable of doing it and hopefully he can have an impact this week. Mm. Uh, I think we're right in saying, pointing out the guys like Jordan Murdoch and, and Parfit that in anticipation of this match, media frenzy turns to the big three, Nick Del Santo, Wagara, but will excel in finals, all other journos talking about why they think that the Holy Trinity will play well or do well or what will happen. Almost in my view to kind of, there is a, if they do well, then you can tick that box off. But if not, then it's a set them up to bring them down mentality. But as we noted this whole season, these guys have turned up and they'll play every single match. There's, Gaz will play a great match. Same for Danger. Same for Selwood. No problems there. Same for Duncan. It's or there are, they'll at least yeah they'll they'll we, they will at least provide yeah. the effort that we that's undoubted and that's always expected of mm. them. It's what we've seen in the last few weeks where there hasn't been these bottom tier players mm. um, that we've had to to comment on this season, which mm. is what we need again one more time. Yeah, uh-huh. well, well, hopefully four more times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting one. Two very, very different teams in the way they play. Very fast team. Uh, we conceded the least amount of goals. Geelong coming against the team that has scored the most goals. So very contrasting way of playing. My big fear is that we're not great in terms of uh, winning the territory battle. Yeah, that that's going to potentially be dangerous for us. The teams like Melbourne and Richmond, they really kind of excel in terms of just Field getting position it and thirty movement. meters ahead, yeah, exactly, um, and working it from there. We don't really excel off that. What's your thoughts there, Rich? Yeah, well, I mean, we for such a good midfield, our you know our clearance count we usually are behind, so. Uh, I think even against Freo and, and the Gold Coast, we lost the clearance count both times. So, you know, against the good sides, um, it's going to be, you know, against Richmond, we struggled to get the ball forward at times and it was really difficult and we held on, luckily. But, it, yeah, you can get broken open. But I think that's I think that's part of our kind of game style is kind of that counter-punch transition mm-hmm. defence to forward. Because yeah. we don't have that centre-half mm-hmm. forward, I think it's it suits us to just kind of hold control of the ball and just, or, or, you know, hold control of the ball when we don't have that option. Otherwise, we just go hell for it, kind of like we did against Richmond. Um, but, yeah, it's we actually do have the, yeah, this, I saw a stat the other day that uh, other than Richmond, we're the best in the competition at forward handball. So um, that's, you know, I think 
won't be too much of an issue if we can, you know, if the pressure of the other team's not going to, you know, uh, bring us down, I suppose. Yep. Um, in I've noticed in previous seasons, really, ever since uh, the appointment of, of Chris Scott, that we've seemingly taken on the, uh, taken up the mantle of being a predominantly effective counter-attacking team. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. And, yeah, especially so, uh, 2011, when the, that first year, we really changed our game style from the previous three or four years and were a lot more defensive and disciplined, I suppose. I think that the, the points where people can attack Geelong in terms of limitations are maybe the, the territory-based game and also, I guess, the, the fact that we we only really turn it on against the, the hot teams and Mm. One quarter, mm. and it seems like it's when backs against the wall. The final quarter, mm. we are, we we only drop the hammer when we really need to, which is not always the best mentality to have. So finals, does that change? I I don't think it does, to be honest, because I think we don't go out there. We, we never go out there, you know, saying, "Oh, we're going to come out flat and come home hard." It's just a trait that we've seen, you know, with Geelong this year. I think, I'm not sure, it might be, you know, you know, it could be to do with anything, but I think. Shouldn't look into it too much because you know they, we know we're gonna they're gonna come out and you know we could be five goals up at half at a quarter time and think oh you beauty we've we've got this under under control. Mm-hmm. Hopefully yeah. that will be the case. <laughs> I really hope so because I can't sit through another close final again. <laughs> there could be a few. Jack Langenegger says shouldn't be any changes, but one possibly is O'Connor out for Narkel. Henry moves back, but Narkel stays forward. Also, how Sam Frost plays will make or break Geelong. If he beats Hawkins, I can't see us getting up. Thoughts there? Do, do we need any changes? O'Connor, Fenarkel, for me, just going off the last few weeks, continuity-based. Um, O'Connor's been really good. Maybe yeah. able to shed some more yeah. light on this from the VFL, but I'm quite happy just to leave the team line up as is. I mean, Narkel had his chance earlier in the year, and you know he's, he's going to be a very good player for the club, but um, his VFL form's not overly... You know, impressive. He's kicked a couple of goals, I think, but um, he hasn't been in the best by any means. And I think O'Connor's really held his position well. He's you know fits into that back mm. six. He can he can sneak forward. He, I think he's got that versatility that Narka won't have, and he's got a bit more probably toughness and a bit more I don't know of of his age. Uh, the finals a finals player. We want just a role player that's gonna you know you know what you're gonna get. So we're not relying on him to kick you know a couple of goals and. That's what Narkel, I think his go-to is definitely going to be that small forward kind of, not not the small pressure forward, but more of a goal-kicking, creative kind of, not Cyril-like, but, you know, that kind of player where it's just, he's going to make defenders mm. nervous. Yeah. Sam, Sam Frost, extreme pace. <laughs> oh, he Jake raises there, Sam Frost against Hawkins. If Hawkins doesn't beat him, then... We won't get up. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's, all? that's a that's a key matchup. It's a it's a key matchup. So it's um, hoping that Oscar doesn't. Oh, well, I'm hoping Oscar takes him. But yeah. <laughs> I can't see Mate, I can't well, see Hawkins being beaten by any of Melbourne's uh, defenders one on one. I think. I mean, he kicked seven last time. He's he's going to be a main focus for them. So it's going to be a, probably a team defense kind of thing, and they're going to really rely on that midfield pressure up the ground to stop our entries being clean. Hmm. And if if they if if they go a little bit too um, Hawkins centric with their defence, that'll obviously open up avenues for us for mm. other Henry other ways Evans to score. And, and that's when our midfielders yeah. are kicking goals, and Gaz and Danger can go forward and really stretch them. Because imagine Dangerfield okay, and, and yeah. um, 
Hawkins down there at once, it's going to be very, very hard to you know mm. defend against. And they've been, there's been a lot of talk uh, mm. trying to unsettle Selwood. Um, that might be something Melbourne might look into, which I think is quite smart. But I don't think a disciplined um, captain of a football club is going to worry too much about getting tagged because I think it happens, you know, every week. So yeah. James Harms will take Selwood. Yeah, or well, bank on that. I think so. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, it might change. It might. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't think tagging is is the be all end all. I think. As long as the player doesn't keep their head down, it's you know it's a team it's a team game in the end of, at the end of the day. Do we and, tag Oliver? Oh, I don't think Oliver, no. No, I think I think Oliver's his inside work's just really great, and you know he's like a bit like Tom Mitchell. It's you might be able to sit on Tom Mitchell, but I think Clayton Oliver he's pretty special. Uh, he's handball he's the handball king, so you can't really take that out of the game. I think it's just more of a team orientated kind of effort where you. You just try to keep him in close and rush those handles out. It's, yep. it's more that damaging run on the outside. Yep. Like Brayshaw yeah, might be Petrarca. one. Petrarca, did you raise there? Thoughts on oh, Petrarca? Yeah, Petrarca. Yeah. Um, yeah. Petrarca, X-Factor. He, is, he, he could um, win the game for them this weekend. He's a massive, massive uh, focus, I reckon, of the Cats, especially last time. He got off the chain, but luckily he wasn't as damaging as he could have been. And um, fortunately, he won by you know, a couple of points. Mm-hmm. It came down to that last minute with Petrarca, and if, if you'd made it a slight di- uh, different decision, then could have been a different result. So yeah, he, he's he's going to be important to keep to keep our eyes on. Whether we go with a direct tag or not is is up for debate. But um, I think you just yeah, got to have to pay him. We can't just he's got to pay him. Yeah, respect. we can't. We have, exactly, pay him. Keep him up the ground respect. as much as we can because he's quite dangerous around half forward. Yeah, David Haley says thoughts on where we'll win the game this Friday. I think we're all in, in unison when we say the midfield. Are we here? Yeah, it's the territory. It's it's getting enough inside 50s for us. I don't think we need to have as many or as, uh, as uh, much time forward. I just think we just need to get it in there enough because we're the most efficient. I think we score 50% of the time when we go forward. So yeah. that's a yeah. huge, yeah. huge advantage for us, especially if we can break even in the midfield. Hmm. Yeah. And we remember again that we're actually going to this final series with our lightest patch of injuries for the whole season. We've got Cocky, Gregson, Buzzer out, Blackout. Really, they're only four out. Everyone else is... And question is, marks on Stanley. Question marks yeah. on Stanley, but everyone else is still a, a contender or would put their hands up. Lincoln McCarthy would definitely put his hand up and say, hey, can I play on Friday night? Um, it, it's a good problem to have, but... Mm-hmm. At this point of finals, you, yeah, like you don't want to be you don't want to be messing with the yeah cohesion of the team. I think that's why Harry Taylor and Hendo have been haven't seemed to be even introduced to the team. Well, mm. it's like they never ever would yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, that they're, they're yeah. a very experienced bunch, I suppose. Leon Reeves says knockout finals that should fire up all players. As in the VFL, we weren't switched on at all. I would not make any changes. At all, except for maybe Narkel, but not sure for whom out yet. Echoing some other sentiments there. He says, our midfield needs to play no no mercy football. I don't want this attitude of margin. Doesn't matter. I want a hungry team that wants to smash the demons. Weather looks good, so no excuses. The start mm-hmm. has to be good. We cannot give up five goal starts and then play and catch up. I also want our game plan to play what you're good at. We don't need to worry about what the opposition does best. I'm tipping an aggressive start. I believe Cats to win by 22. Strongly believe that Ablett not playing finals for the last seven years will show the team 
how to value this chance and grab it with both hands. Go Catters. I love it. Um, awesome. A bit, bit of change in Leon's sentiments there from positivity to um, a bit of grunt. Yeah, a bit of seriousness. A bit of serious you know, grunt. I the, love the, it. The, serious, the seriousness yeah. or the serious side has come out because yeah. this is an important time of year. It's the mo- it is the most important time of, of year for the season. Yeah. We've, yeah. You know, we've got it. We're not mucking around anymore. We're four wins away from a premiership and one loss away from being out. Yeah. That's the equation. Yeah. Pretty simple. As it, apart from Melbourne being a, a collective 22, playing with pace, uh, a really unique style of football, are there any other individual players that you would keep your eye on or worry you potentially rich? It, obviously, we're not going to talk about Max Gone. That's a, a no. given. Um, probably would. Melch- Melcham was very good last week against, uh, or the other week against uh, GWS. He could be. I don't think he. I don't think he's ever played too well against us. But I was thinking maybe uh, you know um, Nate Jones is you know one of the you know obviously yeah, the heartbeat body, of, that, yeah. of that club. I think if you could shut yeah. him down as well, it might flatten a few of the younger blokes. So that might yeah. be something. But you know they've got Jordan Lewis there as well, who's experienced. So I think it's just trying to frustrate those guys, and then you know it kind of trickles through the team after that. Once one drops their head, you'd hope that the... It's infectious. Yeah, it's, mm. it, it is infectious on the footy field. And I think Brayshaw's form as well has been tremendous recently. I mean, he had an awesome game as well the other week uh, against the Giants. So he, when he's playing his best as well, he's he's an animal, really. I think, yeah, I think the whole midfield's dangerous. So we just gotta, we've just got to focus on ourselves and I suppose everyone's just got to do their role. Dees are definitely Bookie's favourites. We'll take a tiny break after this last one. But going in, we've played last two matches against Fremantle and Gold Coast. Fair to say, pretty subpar opposition. Um, we played well, but they they were horrible. <laughs> Gold Coast was shocking and same for Fremantle. Dominic Brown says, with our last two games being wins over 100 points, are we really ready for finals or would have been better playing a team that could give us a challenge so that we could have gone up another gear? Melbourne did have some some better competition in their last two matches, and to their credit, they they played amazing. They finished off the season amazing. So both teams finished off the season with some Zach Tui momentum. Uh, what do you what do you think there, Rich, in regards to Dominic's comments? No, he's got a valid, very valid point. Melbourne had two very good heatouts against two of the top top eight sides where we've played. You know, probably the two uh, out of form teams, two of the most out of form teams. Um, I you can't you can't do anything about the fixed string. I mean. Who know? I mean, the week off, everyone kind of it really does equalise it. It takes a lot of momentum out of. I feel it takes a lot of momentum out of out of things. But yeah, I think come come Friday night, it's going to be two two teams cherry right, ready to go. And the and the fact that it's there were hundred point wins um, means that Geelong kind of did put the foot down. Yeah, we, uh, we you know, if they yeah. if they it's not like we yeah if they weren't switched on. If they weren't switched on, they would have only won by maybe you know your typical five goal win like we did against Carlton earlier in the year. But um, yeah, we've the come fact to that they put that the foot Geelong down, yeah, 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 the fact that they put yeah. the foot down probably shows that they did go to another level and they did raise their or put it into an, a higher gear. Mm. And they only conceded, yeah. they only conceded, you know, uh, sixty five points and obviously scored extremely highly, which is really positive. So I think that the you know going forward, I think a lot of um, a lot of connections between the midfield and forward line and even back to midfield. I think 
just the whole co- cohesive nature of the team will benefit from that. Um, you know, it's it's not like the opposition wasn't trying. It's just that we were, we were very good. And I'm hoping we're really, really good. We'll just have to see what happens for the elimination final. Take a break. Enough time to watch Zach Tui go after the siren and we'll get back to it. Kenny Clowder, VFL recap here from Rich. Uh, we played Casey on the weekend. <laughs> we gave it a crack. There weren't many uh, the the likes we've seen in last six, seven weeks, Cam Guthrie or Hendo or Taylor or Cramery being amongst the kids. There weren't really any of those guys in there. Didn't look good from the score sheet. The last two weeks, Ronan have been... <laughs> Very heartbreaking, I find. I mean, to lose in a final after, you know, finishing high, uh, it was just <laughs> shocking. 91 points. Casey absolutely smashed us. And then to make matters worse, Box Hill obviously rolled us the week before, um, yeah. you know, by th- three or four goals. So uh, I don't want to uh, actually sit on the uh, VFL too much. We're going to play against... Box Hill again this week, who we lost to obviously the two week, uh, three weeks, two weeks ago I think it was. Um, Richmond lost though, which was positive. So they're playing Essendon again on the weekend. But in the Casey game on the weekend, I mean, we just had no one. I mean, the only two players that rocked up was um, Lockie Fogarty and uh, our man Tommy Atkins, who had eleven tackles, um, and I mm. think Lockie had ten tackles as well. So that was literally the only positive thing I could find. I mean. Those two were good. Um, didn't mm. have any too many goal kickers, really. We had just singles. We kicked the four goals. Jermaine Jones and Narkel kicked two, uh, two between them. Plugger Gardner and Atkins won each as well. So that game was, you know, just you just want to forget about that kind of game going when you've still got another, you know, you have the double chance going into another game this week. So, you know, we, we play Box Hill again this week, 2-10 on the Sunday. So get down to Standard Stadium if, if you're in Melbourne. Um, when we played them two weeks ago, we were a lot better. That you know, obviously, it was a close one. Yeah we, yeah, we were winning for a while, and then it came down to that yeah. third, fourth quarter where they, yeah. So yeah, we you know we're in front. You know, we dominated the you know first half. They didn't kick a goal in the in the second quarter, and then they had that. They kicked their six goals to three in the third quarter, which really set them mm. up. They were two, two only two points, but we were still two points in front at at three quarter time. But you know, we only kicked two goals to their six in the last quarter, so. That obviously kills you, but um, the team, you know, Cunico was fantastic in that game. He he had he kicked two goals and had thirty five touches, which was you know a, that's been his best performance of the year. Um, Chuka was obviously good, thirty four and one. Fogarty as well, good. He's been playing some good footy in the VFL, so who knows? Keep keep your eyes open, maybe later in the final series if if his form continues this week. Maybe I'm not sure if we get an injury. Smith's been playing well in, in the VFL too. He's uh. You know, actually played his best footy probably for the year in the last month. So yeah, and Thurlow obviously carrying his good form. Cramery hopefully will be back in this week for the in in the, in the uh, VFL. So it'll be yeah. a good, it'll be a good big final. You know, knockout final against Hawthorne. I mean, that hopefully will be the semi final in in a couple of weeks' time for us. Tommy talks about an X factor 
material or do we need to play like a McCarthy, Narkle, Radigalea to bring in? We've all talked. We're, we're quite happy with an unchanged lineup and we've all talked those reasons why. But for you, Rich, what did a player, what did Link McCarthy, what did Narkle or what did Big Sav have to do on Casey on the weekend to get them in contention for Friday night? Oh, I think this time of year you've got to do it an almighty body of work to to not just one game, but just you've got to string them together. And I think, you know, Narkel, I mean, we got absolutely belted. So Narkel, you know, probably didn't have much of an opportunity, but he's only had five kicks and, and um, we kicked one goal out of those and a few hand, eight adult handballs. So it's, it's just that kind of situation where team's not going well, no players really standing out. I mean, Tommy Atkins obviously st- stood out, but he's not on the list. So, uh, Fogarty was good, but I just think you know when when the AFL team's going so well, you're not getting any injuries, no one's playing badly. You, you can't really, unless someone's absolutely banging the door down week after week, just putting on the same same performances. That's the only time you can really yeah. ex- expect you know to yeah. to get promoted. So yeah, the, I think the team won't change for those kind of reasons. The VFL team not going well, no standout players. AFL team going very smoothly and hasn't been. No one really uh, slacking, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we last recorded, uh, some some big accolades for the cats. Um, we've been calling him a certain nickname for a good two or three months now, but we can now say <laughs> that that's not a nickname. That it's is legitimate. Tom A. A. Stewart. <laughs> it's legitimate. Uh, he's joined with Patrick Dangerfield, vice captain of the All Australian team, and Tom Hawkins observed, was robbed. Observed. Just, just wanted to put that one out there. Yeah, he. he I'm not gonna. Mind, I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna mind. talk about it anymore. But I just want everyone to know my opinion, <laughs> opinion on things. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, Dangerfield as well, vice captain in that team, which was fantastic. Really, I mean, he he's had a great season. I mean, him and Dusty haven't had their best seasons between them, but um, you know, their their numbers reflect how good of players they are. They're still a, a fair way above most of the competition and. Uh, you know, I think Dangerfield still has a little bit more upside come finals time. Arguably, though, that all Australian a match for that is the MVP who was won by Tom Mitchell this year. But along with that, when awards Tim Kelly, best first year player, mm-hmm. well deserved for TK, uh, settling in well as well. AA Stewart as well taking away the, the Coaches Association. Uh, young player of the year, <laughs> the age of twenty-five. <laughs> he loved that too. Quite nice, but great, great speech from TK. One that the Cats fans really liked. Yeah, very, very, very positive signs. And and whatever the future may hold, we're mm. we're um, we're enjoying having him at the club. A lot of talk about Luke Dalhouse recently. Geelong four or five year contract around five hundred k. Rich, how much do you read into that? Oh, he's a done deal, right? Done deal. Yeah. Yeah, he's an absolute jet. I don't know, you know, he hasn't been in the greatest form. The dog's obviously a bit out of favour, but he, just remember how good of a player he, he can be and, and is. And I've also heard yeah. a whisper that um, Sean Darcy's been having a look to come home. Yeah. Which would be yeah. huge, really, I, I think. Getting those two, I think, I would have thought at the start of the year getting Gaz and Tim Kelly, oh, we can't, can't possibly get any better, but... The way things are panning out, if we can get those two or even one of them, we'll be in very good steads for uh, another uh, our, our premiership defence next year. 
Yeah. <laughs> early, early meow there. Very Brett, early. Brett Sprig breaking that one there, the, the Sean Darcy report. I, I guess this is the time of the year where you hear everything. I think I've heard within the space of 24 season. hours about 20 names being linked to St. Kilda. <laughs> so you take and not one of them is going there. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how I feel about St. Kilda. <laughs> we do indeed. <laughs> but... um. It, it is that type. It is that time of year for the bottom eight, and um, right now, I guess let's talk finals. Let's keep on that and and, and that talk. But um, that line at the end of the season and and when draft does come approaching, we'll maybe do some podcasts and some talks regarding the potential ins and outs we've pointed out throughout the season and highlight that a bit more. But there's it's not the time to be talking about potential outs yeah, for the club. I think we've still got a potential premiership to win. There we go. Well, well said. All well said. Some real sad news from the weekend, though, just to touch on briefly, ex-Cats player Travis Barker's sister, Maggie. Really, really unfortunate. Tragic. Gut-wrenching, really. It's terrible to Mm. see, you know, something like that happen on a sporting field, any any, any sport. You just don't expect it, and it's... Freak accident, really. Yeah, no one one can uh, understand what that family would be going through and the close friends of... Of the family, we wish the Varco family all the best. And Travis is playing this weekend for for Collingwood, so and I'm sh- I'm all sure the best. I'm, yeah, I'm sure his sister on. would be proud. Definitely, yeah. Some interesting uh, Chris Scott comments, as always, from Scotty. Uh, a few regarding uh, Gold Coast and and Carlton handouts, potential handouts by the AFL, and and then a few regarding next season's. I call it potential, but it looks likely now the increased goal square and the, the changes that look to be implemented next season. How does that sit with you boys? I think the goal square thing's ridiculous. But I agree 100% with Chris Scott uh, about the unfairness that it would be if you know they get access, other clubs get access to mature age picks purely because they're down at the bottom of the ladder. They can bring that rule in. I've got no dramas with that, but you know I do agree that if you know you've had... Scouts looking at looking at these players all year. I don't think it'd be fair to take them at the last minute. Exactly what Chris Scott said, and I think I'd, I'd assume most coaches would probably feel the same way. Again, it probably skews on a, a topic that we could start talking on about other clubs, maybe yeah. <laughs> a bit more. So maybe in the off season we'll delve, delve into that a bit more. But the uh, the increased goal square was an interesting one. He's saying uh, after round ten, I think people won't really recognise it that much hopefully that's the case that it looked it, ridiculous in the vfl <laughs> yeah so i i didn't see that much that it was the um was it the werribee in in coburg match that yeah. was, was introduced yeah Rich? that's right yeah i went down and watched one so of my mates 15th and Koberg play 13th and, yeah and uh it takes up most of the 50 it just looks really silly uh the vfl boys weren't weren't too impressed with it either right oh. It'll be interesting to see how the game changes or adapts if that is brought in permanently. Mm. I don't know if yeah. It, yeah, it it just all it really does is set back a zone, or you know, there'll be the coaches are geniuses; they'll figure something out to keep their defence mm. uh, active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've touched on I guess rule changes a lot this season, and that regular listeners will have. No, all our individual opinions regarding uh, potential rule changes and upcoming, I guess, 
rule changes. So we can talk about that again more, I guess, in the off-season and again when things are more in concrete. But you've touched on coaches there, Rich, and you're up against it. A pretty pretty good coach that has proved his worth in the last 12 months and also a good VFL coach in Jade Rawlings for, for Casey. But going back onto the, the Friday night's fixture, fixture, yep, it has to be midfield battle. Yep, we have to break even, I guess, whether that be in a clearance department or whatever aspect you, you may point out in the midfield. But it, this is our match and... Yeah. I, I don't see any of our players. Jack Henry will love the occasion. All, all the younger players will thrive. But Tom Stewart asked the question. It was on one of the Cats uh, media videos. When, when the, it was to the effect of something of, where has there been an occasion this season where you've had to stand up? Or, yeah, this question to Tom Kelly. Yeah, uh, Tim Kelly. Oh, yeah. Tim Kelly. Yeah, sorry, Tim Kelly. Yeah. And he, he effectively answered, but there hasn't been one. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just comfortable at the at the top level. Mm. Um, Tim Kelly is just comfortable at the top level. And does he look it? Seemingly. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. It is an interesting one. We we are the bookies' roughies. We're not the favourites going into this. Heath Harding says, don't think there'll be any change this week. Again, echoing our sentiments there. I personally would like to see Thurlow in for O'Connor. Happy to put Abbott up up against Gaunt. From what I've seen of him, he's a great competitor. This is all we can hope for to contain his impact. Been going on about this for months, but a good start is critical. Want to see sharp skills and switch on from first bounce. Can't be blown away early like previous finals and games this year. Think the big three or four, I like it. Yep, Duncan or TK in there. We'll have big games. Go the Cats. Love it, Heath. Yep. Mm-hmm. Backing backing Abbott and backing the boys, yeah. Interesting call bring, would be to bring Thurlow in. I mean, he's been in very good VFL form, but... It'll be interesting to see like, if, if they have the faith in O'Connor to continue how he's been going because I think he's been going pretty good too. That could be a change, but yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, it was a surprise for me to see Thurlow be admitted initially, but O'Connor, given the games that he's played, it would be, he would be very stiff to be admitted from... Yeah, he's definitely been serviceable, so it would be, it'd be a difficult decision to make especially after like to make that call yeah, especially after a week off everyone's going to be fresh battle hard and ready to go mm. so um yeah mm. and there's going to be a lot of uh, nervous energy you would think quite early in the game but um you know the nervous energy just just means that you're up for it you're excited mm. you're ready it but mean, you yeah, can't get it means something there's uh, there's the you know optimal arousal level and we can't obviously get mm. too too excited or two, or, or be too flat. You have to find that sweet spot. We can when Zach Tui just lifts the lid off the stadium after match. <laughs> yeah, that's when you that's can lose you your can. mind. <laughs> and hopefully, something similar happens. For me, no doubt about the four or five players being Albert Selwood, Duncan, uh, Manigola, mm. that will will step up on the weekend with the X amount of disposals and influence, and Hawkins into that bracket. But the likes of Parfit, Guthrie, O'Connor, Scoot, uh, Murdoch. Um, these are the players for me that will, will really. Um, They're the show ones that are going to potentially win win us the game because mm. we, as we've said earlier, we yeah we know what to expect from the main names. Mm. It's just going to be potentially these sorts of games are, are career making games for um, for young players or players that don't 
typically get a lot of accolades. Final uh, predictions, thoughts, upcoming for the match? I have penciled in Mitch Duncan on the back of his effort last last game against Gold Coast. Tackle pressure, he'll love love it in close, and that's how Melbourne like to play. So expect a huge game for him from him, and I'm going to go with uh, Geelong by 21 points. Nice one. I like it. Um, I'll go Sam Anagola. Hasn't got credit he's deserved recently over the last month of football. Um, Kick a couple of goals and he'll do Sam Anagola things. Yeah. <laughs> 21 points. Yep. Four goals. Let's have it. My call will be Gary Ablett Jr. to return to finals in good form and in all his glory. The, the king. <laughs> Yes, the, the king, king, the son the of king God, will, he shall retake the throne. Um, <laughs> and margin, three goals, three goals. Okay, to the cats. like it. Let's do this. Last but not least, Andy Rolf says predictions. Uh, he's picking Blitzars for the Kaji. Just quickly get your your brief at this moment. This picks for the Kaji. Oh, it's close, isn't it? Oh, it's, it is. You could you could put a bit. Seven people in there for contention, I think, mm. this year. Mm. I mean, the way the Cats system, how they vote, you know, every player gets voted on their own performance each week. And Blitzarves has been, um, you know, hasn't had a bad game. So it, it, it could very well definitely be someone like him. And I'm actually, mm. the way Geelong do vote, that might uh, tempt me to actually pick him as my, as my um, pick as well. That's a that's yeah a, a fair and he's, call. And he's won it before, obviously. So he's you know he's obviously he's. I think he's had a better year this year than he did that year as well. So Stewart, Blitzarves, Hawkins, Danger, our, our midfielders. They that all be in their mix. It's hard to pick. Kelly yeah. will probably be top five. You could say even. What yeah, are you been top seven, yeah. top five? Yeah. What are your boys' predictions for? It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to pick. What are your predictions for the final series before we get underway? We're going to be out first week, second, third, fourth. Final predictions will be celebrating it. Uh, February, <laughs> yeah, well, that's the optimistic. I'm not going to uh, tell you who opinion. we're. I'm not going to tell you who we're playing in the or if we're going to win or not yet. But come fi- come the grand final, we'll be playing Richmond, and we'll discuss it in more detail in three weeks' time. All right, see you at the, the grand final prediction <laughs> podcast preview in three weeks' we'll, time. We'll do the grand final breakfast. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, up and onwards. Dees, let's do this. Let's Can't bring it on. Let's go. Can't the cats. Can't the cats. Go cats.